Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 166 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wilson's coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for giving the episode a listen. In this rather quick episode, we're going to run through my tips for round nine of the men's comp. Don't forget that if you are interested in having a, your local footy club getting a shout-out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note uh, on one of my socials. Let me know about that. I'd be delighted to go ahead and uh, share that. And, uh, well, let's go ahead and dive into the tips here. You know, at uh, this point in time when I'm doing this, uh, the clubs have not yet dropped their lineups for this week. So I'm speculating in some instances here. So let's start off with the first game of the round coming up early Friday morning here in the United States. Heading to Marvel Stadium for the first of, I believe, two games this weekend at Marvel? Two or three? Two at Marvel this week. You have the Magpies and the Bulldogs, and I believe the Magpies are actually the home team in this game. And the injury illness list with the Magpies seems to be growing. Uh, you've got uh, Jack Ginevan and Bo McCreary who might miss this game due to illness. Now, from what I have read, it's not necessarily COVID-related, but uh, it does sound like they may be out. And I'm basing this upon them being out here. So uh, the Bulldogs... Um, they lost last week, uh, Waitman, Vandermeer, and O'Brien, uh, who are going to miss several weeks. Marcus Bontepelli will be back. Alex Keith will be likely to be back as well. Tim English is very close to coming back. This was one of the tougher games to tip in this round, as I think both of these clubs are on the cusp. Yeah, they are on the cusp of the top eight. They're nine and ten on the, on the ladder right now. And uh, this loss would be, I think, more catastrophic for the Bulldogs because it would put them at six losses for the year. I mean, it might be delaying the inevitable for, for Collingwood, but it would definitely be putting the Bulldogs behind the eight ball here. So if McCreary and Ginevan are out, and I'm going to use that as the basis here, I'm going to go ahead and tip the Bulldogs to win this one by 10 points. I just think that those two young men uh, down forward are just, you know, excitement machines for the Magpies. And if they're there, then they very likely could win this one. But otherwise, I think that the uh, Bulldogs are going to go ahead and take this one. Then we head to the MCG for one of those classic matchups with Hawthorne and Richmond. And and let's be honest, folks, I, I finally got to finish watching the Tigers game today during my lunch period at school. And the Tigers, well, they, they looked, <laughs> well, as much as the other 17 clubs in the comp don't want to hear this, they looked like the Tigers quite a bit. And Tom Lynch was absolutely phenomenal. And uh, if you're a Richmond supporter, this is a really good thing for you. You know, Hawthorne is likely to be bringing back a couple of their forwards with Chad Wingard coming back, playing his 200th game. Mitch Lewis coming back as well. The Tigers are actually rather healthy. And as such, I am going to go with the Tigers to win this one by 14 points. I just think that right now the Tigers are too strong a side. And I'm, I'm going to roll with them to take this game by 14. And then we head down to Blundstone for the North Melbourne Kangaroos hosting the Port Adelaide Power. And it does seem like the power failure is finally over in Adelaide. And Port's heading down there to, to take on the, what you what euphemism, what term do you want to use? Scuffling, struggling, you know, um, wayward, rudderless. You know, I, I don't know. The Roos are really, really struggling right now. Okay, and it's and I don't think that's going to, 
be changing anytime soon. Uh, unfortunately, you know, this is year two of this tear down and rebuild and, and we'll see what happens. I know David King had some pretty strong comments about this, um, earlier today, Nick Larkey's going to be back after his suspension, but they're going to be missing, uh, Ben McKay, uh, down in defense, uh, a really freak injury. And if you watched the game last week when, when, and I cannot remember the player that landed on him, but he was down laying on the ground and a player fell on his knee and, you know, he kind of had the knee flexed up a little bit and it kind of hyperextended his knee downward at a very quick fashion. And, uh, he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Um, Miles Bergman and Kane Farrell should be coming back for Port Adelaide. Orazio Fantasia might be back this week as well, getting his first game. And Port's trajectory is ironically pointing northward right now. And the, the ruse is is not at this moment in time. And I think the power is gonna uh, they're gonna power is gonna romp in this game. I really do. And I think they're gonna win this one by over three goals. I'm gonna go with Port Adelaide to win this one by 20 points. I just I, is Port Adelaide, I see, I'm sorry, is North Melbourne going to fight hard against them? Yeah, I think they're going to, but I, I just don't think it's going to be enough. Okay, I just don't think it's going to be enough. Then we move back to Marvel for the second game of the weekend there. And I did hear the uh, the two reporters that write for the paper in Geelong on their podcast, they said this is the first time in 64 games, I believe they said, that the Cats are actually playing a game at Marvel. And I guess when you factor in all of the hub stuff that went on the last couple of years, it, it kind of makes sense, which uh, it's almost like them with home games at their own park, not getting to play the very often either because we're round nine and they've still played, count them, two games. I'm holding up two fingers. Both of them are on the same hand, so you don't think I'm flipping off uh, my computer there. So the Saints, you know, arguably have one of the best one-two punches in the ruck position and the Cats' ruck position, quite frankly, might be in flux. Reese Stanley missed last week with a bit of an ankle injury. Uh, sounds like he might be back. Uh, Mark Blitzhaz did a nice job in ruck. He could certainly do a nice job in ruck again this week, if needed be, if needed. But the downside of that, of course, then is who's going to go up against Max King? If, if Blitzavs is not there, who's going to go up against Max King? You know, I, I don't know. Jack Henry's going to be out still. Um, this could be a big challenge for Geelong. So regardless of who's in the ruck, I, I think, you know, that the, the Cats have absolutely got to be cutthroat at bounces and, uh, and at clearance opportunities because they're going to have to get as many clearances as they possibly can. And I, I, I'm going to go with the Road Warriors here. And that's, uh, you know... I'm, I'm going to go with the Cats to win this one at Marvel by nine points, you know, because they've, they've got a strong veteran group in the midfield. You know, we know what Joel Selwood can do. We know what Patty Dangerfield can do. Brandon Parfitt's really good at sticking his nose in there as well. Um, you know, same with Mitch Duncan. I mean, it's, it's a very solid veteran midfield there that I think can get in there and, and, and get the job done. So I'm going with the Cats by nine in that game. And then we head back to the SCG, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, Cat supporters, the, the Swans, if I've read it correctly, are playing their third home game in a row. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, go ahead, pull your hair out. Mine's already gone, though. Uh, you know, the Bombers had a monumental fourth quarter, you know, in a game that people thought they had no business winning with all the changes they had to make shortly before the first bounce. 
you know, the Swans have dropped a couple in a row. But will the Bombers be able to carry that momentum into New South Wales? I, I don't think so. Okay, Tom Hickey's coming back in. You know, the Bombers are going to have some huge changes this week because they should bring many of those players who were ill back into the lineup. Now, I think Sydney, they kind of have their back against a wall because they could they could see themselves dropping a little bit down the ladder here because they're sitting at the uh, at the number six spot right now. And depending on how things went, they could find themselves dropping possibly down to eight or maybe even out of the eight, depending on how things went this weekend. So I am going to, I think, at, excuse me, I think Sydney is going to go ahead and get the job done here. And I'm going to go with the Swans to take this one by 11 points. Okay. Essendon, you had a fantastic fourth quarter. I think you're going to battle here because I, I think you're a, a much more talented squad than your record is showing right now than your, your two and six. But I think that the uh, Swans are going to take this one. And then we head off to the Adelaide Oval. And I, I think this is a really unique matchup here. You know, Brisbane on paper is, is a better club. I, 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 I think many honest Crows supporters might say that exact same thing, that they're not quite where they need to be yet. Brisbane is a premiership uh, candidate. But they are in a unique situation right now. Joe Danaher is out for several more weeks. Daniel McStay is out. Eric Hipwood may or may not be back this week. You know, who's going to be who's going to be playing tall forward for them? Yeah, I I don't know who's going to hop into that position. Hipwood might be coming back this week possibly, but is he going to play AFL? Is he going to play VFL? He hasn't had any game action from what I have seen. So I'm going to go with I'm going into this thinking that that they're going to be cautious with Hipwood. And they're going to get him some experience here. You know. Brisbane is looking at where they're sitting on the ladder right now. They're sitting at number uh, three. They're seven and one. You know, even if they were to drop this game, they're not. They're not dropping out of the number three spot. They're not. They won't drop this week because even. Uh, even if you know Carlton's sitting at number four, even if Carlton were to win, Carlton is not likely to make up that number that amount of percentage. You're talking a forty point percentage difference right here. So, whether Brisbane wins or not this week. And I know that positions on the ladder matter, matter in round 23, but this week it's not going to change. Okay, so I'm going into this thinking that they're going to give Hipwood a little bit of time to get himself uh, situated in the uh, in the VFL, get some game experience underneath him. So I am actually going to go with Adelaide to win this one in an upset. So I'm going to go with Adelaide to win this one by 13. Now, I know the Crows have lost three of their last five. The last couple games have been pretty ugly. Okay? But I think the Crows are going to dig down, and they're going to get a win in front of their, their home crowd again and stabilize things, not completely unlike what Port did last week. Okay? And then we head up to Metricon with Gold Coast and Fremantle. And the Suns have got to be feeling pretty good after last week going up to the SCG and knocking off the Swans, I guess, down to the SCG. Come on there, uh, Mr. Geography Teacher. Know your directions. Unfortunately, they're facing the red-hot, white-hot, super-hot, inferno-based, whatever you want to call it, Fremantle Dockers. And I, I, I have to look and see when the Dockers are playing Melbourne because hopefully that's coming up soon. Because uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Uh, looks like uh, Jack Lacocious is going to be missing this week. 
Uh, the Dockers are going to have pretty much a full side back. Uh, Sam Switkowski is likely to be out uh, due to concussion protocol. Matthew Tabiner is still going to be out this week. Now, this would be a huge victory for the Suns if they were able to get it. They beat, they beat the uh, Swans last week on their home deck. They certainly could do it here, but I think that right now the Dockers are just too tough. They're too strong of a club. They're playing with a lot of confidence, and, and doggone it, they're just a good team. So I'm going to go with Fremantle to take this one by 15 points, okay? And then we head to Giant Stadium. And what's it going to sound like at Giant Stadium this week? You know, GWS has lost four out of five. They generally are not drawing big crowds there to begin with. They got thumped pretty good by the Cats last week up in Canberra. This is a veteran side. This is a club that has a lot of talent on it. And they're just, they're not playing the way they should be. You know, is, uh, is Leon Cameron uh, a lame, what we would call a lame duck coach here? Is he, is he a, a dead man walking, if you will? Whatever, whatever euphemism you want to use. Is, is, he, is he gone? He just doesn't uh, have, have it officially announced yet? I don't know. Okay, I don't know if that's the case. But I, I, I think that the Giants are actually much better than their record. I mean, they're sitting at two and six right now. They could, they could be three and five. They could be four and four. They're better than the two and six they are right now. Now, Carlton's injury list is rather lengthy. They should be getting Lockie Plowin back, but they did have a, a significant injury uh, that's going to be impacting them for the next month to six weeks, I believe. When Harry Mackay uh, had a meniscus tear during training this week. I guess he's already had surgery to clear that up. Um, and you know, I, I, a couple weeks ago when they lost their rook, when Pitnet went out, I, I tipped against the Blues because I thought, you know, how are they going to handle um, not having their rook in there? And they did kind of what I'm hoping the Cats are able to do this week and just absolutely tear it up in the clearances. Well, I think, I, of course, I do think that the, uh, the Blues are going to continue to do that, but they're missing a big gun in the forward 50 with, with Harry Mackay being out. And I'm. This is my other upset special of the week, if you will. And these are two. These are two home underdogs that I'm. Because I, I would say the Blues would be the favorite in this game. I don't do the tipping or the, the the odds and that sort of thing. I don't know how that stuff works. But I, I would think that the the Blues would have to be the favorite in this game. But I'm going to go ahead and go with the Giants to win this one, digging deep, just doing some soul searching and realizing, you know what. We're a better club than what we're showing here. And damn it, let's go ahead and get this one. So I've got the Giants winning this one by nine points. Like I said, I think it's going to be a close game, though. Okay? Now, we move on to the last game of the round. And uh, Eagle supporters, I I tip my cap to you. I, I know this is a tough year. It's not getting any better this week. Okay? Your injury slash illness list has not changed a whole lot. Um, other than I believe there are probably fewer people on the list that have had to adhere to the two drink minimum requirement at their local watering hole. And if it's too soon for that, I apologize. Uh, but there was a slight glimmer of hope because it looked like there was a possibility that Max gone might not be playing due to a bit of a knee issue. Uh, he's had scans on it. It looks like there's no structural damage at all. So he may be back out there. You know, and I have to be honest with you, I had a bit of a scare about this as well because he's the only ruck I have on my fantasy team. 
and I dropped my first two games and I'm now six and two. I am climbing the ladder. I'm sitting in second place on the ladder right now and feeling pretty good about myself. I went, I did go ahead and add another, uh, a ruck forward. I added uh, Mabi Chol to my list this week just in case I needed to be, have somebody that could plug into the ruck position that might kick a goal or two as well. Um, but it sounds like Max Gaughan's going to play. But, you know, I, I, I wonder, you know, and Eagle supporters, I, 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 I have to be completely blunt and honest here. The D's are going to win this game. Okay? The D's are going to win this game. The question is, is by how much? Okay? Um, you know, I, I think that this is an opportunity for the D's. If, if they wanted to do this, this would be an opportunity for them to maybe give a rest to a player or two. To maybe rest Max Gone. Maybe they decide, you know what, sure, you 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 do have a little bit of a hiccup with your knee right now. Let's go ahead and give you a break. Let's you know, let's put uh, Luke Jackson in the ruck and then we'll move somebody into the, the backup ruck position and we'll go ahead and let you rest. And maybe they blood another one of their uh first game players. And I and I don't know the bottom of their list well enough to speculate as to who that might be. Uh but those of you who are D supporters could probably rattle off two or three names right now that you think, you know, if this was any other club, they might be getting a game. Uh, but you know, the D's, this is an opportunity for the D's to actually retake the lead in overall percentage on the ladder. Now they're, they're going to likely still be a, you know, a game clear, but you know, their percentage right now, they are four and a half percentage points behind the Dockers, 153.2 to 148.5. I guess that's a uh, 4.7. Um, this is an opportunity for the D's to take control of that, uh, overall percentage lead on the ladder. Now I've got the D's winning this one by at least five goals. I've got at least a 30 point win for them. So, and, and unfortunately it's, it's probably going to be more because they're going to see this as an opportunity to go ahead and pad their stats. And this is happening at the expense of the Eagles. Now that's one of the interesting things about this game, as opposed to say, you know, most, most other sports, you know, the, you know, in baseball, when I was watching it, there were all these unwritten rules about, you know, if you get up by an X, X amount of runs, you stop trying to steal bases and you, you know, you quit trying to swing, you know, out of your shoes to hit the ball out of the ballpark, that sort of thing. And in football, in gridiron, if you're up by a bunch of points late in the game, you're generally running the ball to keep the clock moving instead of throwing the ball to trying to score more points. But in the AFL... It's all about the percentage. Yes, you might have the same record, but if your percentage is a couple points lower, it might be the difference between you getting a double chance or playing an elimination final. So I, I now I, I don't think the D's are going to find themselves in a position where they're battling for fourth or fifth position this year. So take a deep breath and relax, D supporters. But, uh, you know, this could be something that's going to ensure that they have, you know, home field or home ground advantage for every finals game that they play okay so there's my tips for round nine again it's simply for entertainment purposes you know i did go seven and two last week but folks i have no idea what i'm talking about okay i have no idea what i'm talking about now before i wrap up tonight folks uh, again i want to i want to thank you all for listening um i will say Head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can find everything you need there for the podcast regarding my socials, where you can find me on all my different social media platforms. Again, yankonthefooty.com. My email is yankonthefooty at gmail.com. I did want to take a moment before I wrap up tonight, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that you will 
think good thoughts for a friend of the podcast and arguably someone who might be the greatest friend of the podcast. And this is a gentleman that I had on, and I've talked about him a number of times. I talked about him recently uh, during the Anzac Day round episode, uh, Mr. Orville Gibson. And I had Orville in uh, on the podcast back in episodes 94 and 96. And, and, I, and I talked to Orville, gosh, I, I, I trade messages with him or I'll hop on you know, a Zoom call once in a while, depending on how his Wi-Fi is going. I'll, I'll, I'll trade messages with him almost every day. And he lives, he used to live on Russell Island up near Brisbane. He's moved uh, inland several hundred kilometers. But keep him in your thoughts. If you are somebody who does pray, pray for him. Uh, there was an event. I'm not going to, I'm not going to elaborate that at all, but please think good thoughts about Orville. You know, I, I've, I've never met the gentleman in person, but I do consider him a dear friend. Um, but just keep him in your thoughts. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, look out for each other. Give your friends and family a call. Check up on them, please. Let them know you love them. And again, I do appreciate all of your kind words and support. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. And this has been episode 166 of A Yank on the Footy. And again, you can find everything you need about the podcast over at my website, ayankonthefooty.com. Until next time, everybody, goodbye.